0: The Gone Grow Show Episode Ten: Voting in Faith. Welcome to the Gone Grow Show with Bree and C, a podcast created to help you unplug from pop culture and into Christ. Welcome to the Gone Grow Show with Bree and C. In this episode, we're going to talk a little bit about politics, and we're going to start off uh, talking about Mother's Day. I know Mother's Day is an important day for um, not just mothers, but the people who love mothers. And it should mean a lot to to all of us. Um, most of us, I mean, all of us wouldn't be here without our mother, obviously. Um, what does Mother's Day mean to you, C?
1: Well, Mother's Day to me, because I'm very close with my mother. I adore her. I love her. I've been blessed with much, the most awesome mother in the world. I'm so thankful to God that God allowed my mother to give birth to me and um, raise me. And Mother's Day is every day when I'm with her. It's not just that particular day. I try to honor my mother as much and as often as I can while I'm here and while she's here. So just for that particular day alone, I don't I do something special for her. My brother and I do something special, but I honor her as much as I can as long as I have breath and she has breath in her body because she means that much to me. And I love my mom with all sincerity, and she is an outstanding mother. What about you? What does Mother's Day mean to you?
0: Mother's Day is very special to me. My mom is a great woman who's taught me so much. And Mother's Day is a great way to honor her. And not saying that we don't honor our mothers throughout the year but it's just a way of calling it out in particular and just saying, okay, this day is to celebrate, celebrate you, but it's just a great way to recognize um, all the things that she's done and just the great person that she is. They take care of us, but they also, um, they have their own things going on, the things that they've gone through in their life. And in spite of all of that, they've also had time to raise us, take care of us too. So they very dynamic women. They've done so much. And I think that's, great to to be able to honor them and just give back to them.
1: I agree. And it was this past week, it dawned upon me as I was just like worshiping God and just like talking to him. And um, I realized, wow, Mother's Day is this weekend. And thank God you and I, Bree, were fortunate enough to have our mothers living and breathing and healthy and active. There's some people that may be listening to us that may not have their mothers or may have never met their mother or their mother may be in prison or, um, just any hard situation like that. And even though this may be a tough weekend for you, um, not you, Bree, but a listener who may be going through that, remember that even if your mother's not here or your mother could be away somewhere, Jesus, he can be your mother. He can be your father. He can be everything that you need him to be. So if you need to be consoled at that, on that day, at that time, just cry out to him, call out to him because he is the great I am, and he can be anything and everything that you need him to be, including your mother if you need that at that time. I just wanted to plug that in because some people fail to remember or realize that some, I know some individuals who don't, unfortunately, have their mom, and it's a tough day for them. So know that you are still loved.
0: Yes, we have to rely on God to meet every yes. every need, Absolutely. every void that we, we have. Yes. Um, and, God, we, we have no let. Amen. Turn to him if we are missing a relationship. And even though we might not have our mothers with us, there might be women in our lives that we can uh, reach out to. It might be an older sister or an aunt or someone in our families yeah. that has a female figure in our lives that we've we've grown up with. That's... We can see God's love through them, even though we might not have our, our, our mothers. Um, they might not be present, but hopefully there's someone in our lives. And if not, you can... Pray um, for someone, a female figure, if if that's the desire of your heart. We all need wisdom. We all need, you know, encouragement. Yes. So if you're definitely looking for someone like that in your life, a positive, a positive figure, definitely pray about it um, to get guidance in the area from someone who can give you some wisdom.
1: I agree, Bree. But, yeah, Mother's Day is a beautiful day, and I look forward to the festivities that we have planned on this Sunday coming up, and it's going to be a marvelous, marvelous time to spend with my mother.
0: Sounds like y'all are going to have a great weekend.
1: We sure will. We sure will. I might send you some pictures. <laughs>
0: <laughs> <laughs> so,
1: should we get into the meat of this recording today, tonight? Yeah, let's get it. dun da da, da 2016. It is a big year for us here in the United States, and you might think, why is 2016 a big year? Because November 8th, 2016, is when we vote for our next president that will be in office January 20th, 2017, at noon. And I didn't know that there's a certain time that they become officially the President of the United States. I found that interesting. So, for those that have been following the U.S. political news, whether you're here in the United States or you may be in another country following what's going on, I want to just briefly talk about uh, our political voting process. You hear the nominations, the nominees, people dropping in, people dropping out. What's going on? We want you to go and grow, go and grow in Christ, grow and grow in policy, and just go and grow in your your everyday life so that you'll um, have facts to know what's going on so what's going on in our race here in the United States we're currently the nomination process or trying to figure out who's gonna represent someone from a party so who's dropped out of the race recently we had a senator by the name of Marco Rubio he was a Republican out of the state of Florida who was running to become the next Republican candidate but he did decide to suspend his campaign and when he did that he had 172 delegates when he dropped out of the campaign then there was Senator Ted Cruz, who's a Republican out of the state of Texas, and he decided to, this past week, uh, drop out of the race or suspend his campaign, and he had 564 delegates when he dropped out. The night after, or the day after Senator Ted Cruz dropped out, Governor John Kasich out of the state of Ohio, he's a Republican. He then decided to suspend his campaign and left with 153 delegates which is very interesting i've not seen any of this take place while i've been on this earth but it's very interesting our process so that leaves us with okay who is actually running for the president of the united states
0: and i had to do some research because i didn't really know what was going on we were we were getting ready to do the show and i had to do my own research because i i was kind of just honestly waiting to see who was going to be the the nominee from both parties right Just kind of encouraged me to kind of do some research yes see what's going on right now
1: absolutely and i'm glad that you mentioned that i encourage everyone to do their own research don't just go by what you hear on the news or what you read on outlets but that's why we're having this show today so that you can be a little bit more informed to find out what's going on around you in our country in the united states especially for those that may be abroad hearing a lot of rhetoric so Who's running for president of the United States? We have two parties, the Republican Party, and currently we have Donald J. Trump, and some may have heard of his name, some may have not heard of his name. Who is he? He is an American billionaire businessman and a real estate mogul, author and a television personality who's presumed to be the presidential nominee for the Republican Party since everyone has suspended their campaign and dropped out. That's crazy. Has that ever happened before? I have not seen that in my years on this earth. I think that's very interesting. And he's running on the campaign of Make America Great Again. Uh, There's a lot of controversy surrounding Donald J. Trump. But to find out his view and what he stands for, I would implore you and encourage you to go to his actual website, which is www.DonaldJTrump.com, and – Right now, as we're recording this, he has 1,068 delegates to date. Now, in order to officially win the Republican nomination, you need 1,237 delegates to be the nominee. But he is in the race by himself, so he is now known as the nominee. It hasn't been declared officially because they'll have their convention, which I will talk about in a few moments On the other side, we have another party in our country, the Democratic Party, and we have two candidates that are running for the nomination for that. We have Hillary Rodden Clinton. Some may or may have not heard of her name. She was the former secretary of state in the years of 2009 through 2013. She was also the former first lady married to our former president, uh, President Bill Clinton. She was first lady from the years of 1993 to 2001. She was also former senator of the state of New York um, from 2001 to 2009, and to date, currently she has a total of 2,205 total delegates, and that includes super delegates. As I did my research for this show, I found and I heard, but I didn't understand completely, the Republicans and the Democrats, as far as their delegation process, do it differently. The Democrats have or the Democrats have pledged delegates, and those are all the total some votes from each state. Each state in our country carries a certain amount of delegates. So pledge delegates that uh, Senator or um, Senator, I want to say Senator, I want to call her First Lady. I want to call her Secretary of State. I guess I can she has call a her a lot also. of titles. Yeah, she has a lot of titles. Miss um, <laughs> Hillary Clinton has um, a total of 1,683 pledge delegates and 522 superdelegates to date. If you want to find out a little bit more about Uh, Secretary of State Hillary Rodden Clinton, you could go to her website, and that's www.hillaryclinton.com. And I'm going to break down a little bit, too, about the delegates. Not too much, but a little bit more. The other candidate is Bernie Sanders. He's also running for the Democratic Party to get the nomination. You may or may not have heard of him. He is a junior United States senator from the state of Vermont. He became a Democrat in the year of 2015. He's the longest-serving independent in the U.S. constitutional history. Um, Sanders became the ranking minority member on the Senate Budget committee, committee in January 2015, and he previously served for two years as chair of the Senate Veterans Affairs Committee. So that may be of importance to those that have served for us in our country. He's a self-proclaimed democratic socialist, and Sanders is pro-labor and favors greater economic equality. To date, currently he has a total, including super delegates, one thousand four hundred one uh, total delegates. He has for pledged delegates one thousand three hundred sixty two and thirty nine super
0: delegates to date. To find out so what, it's, mm-hmm. so it's kind of close between them, it seems.
1: Uh well. Not that close, but I could see okay. where you're coming from. To find out more about him, you could go to www.BernieSanders.com. And to officially win the Democratic nomination, you need 2,383. And so I hear your point, Bree. You said it's kind of close. Let me go back up again. So Bernie Sanders right now, total including superdelegates, is 1401. And Hillary Clinton is 1683 pledge delegates 522 superdelegates and and bernie sanders has 39 superdelegates now you may wonder well what's the purpose of pledge delegates superdelegates well i found out i did not know about this Um, only the democrats have this i don't know why they implemented this but they did pledge delegates are based on state primary results while the superdelegates can support any candidate so the delegates results aren't final until the convention which the democrats are going to have their convention in july it's it's really interesting um one other note i wanted to mention like i said about one of the republican candidates are the only one is donald trump who's running and there's some controversy about him and uh quite a few key republicans are choosing not to back him but i say this everyone, everyone under the sound of my voice i think you need to do your own research i implore everyone do your own research see which candidate is best for you and um who you would vote for, whether it's for the general election or if it's a primary that's coming up, which goes to my next topic. Which states are next for primary voting? And primary voting is for those that may be abroad, that um, each state gets a chance to vote on each party who they want to elect. For instance, the Democratic Party, your choices are Bernie Sanders versus Hillary Clinton, so you get a chance to choose which one with the Republican um I mean, you st- I would still encourage you to go vote, but uh, we know the others have dropped out and you're you're left with Donald J. Trump. So the next states to vote, May 10th, we have Nebraska, West Virginia. On uh, May 17th, the state of Idaho, Kentucky, and Oregon will go vote. May 24th, we've got Washington State, and I found very interesting, I mentioned this to you earlier, Bree, Puerto Rico will be voting June, June 5th. And I'm very interested to see how that primary will come out. A lot of information, right? I mean, what do you think? Yeah.
0: Politics. <laughs> Politics. It, is, you know, it can be very complicated. It can. Like said, the super delegates and all of that stuff. I wonder, I can't remember now if I learned all of that in school, but I know right now I, <laughs> I'm, it's lear- I'm learning about it all now. It's been easier for me the last couple of elections where I was able to vote, but this one – I, it's a toss up. I really have to do my research and see, I guess who appeals more to me. And I guess with the De- the Democratic Party, um, it really depends on who gets, I guess, the nomination. Right. But I will say, if Hillary nominates, or I don't know how they select their VPs, but if it's Hillary, and I would, that would I don't know how the odds of the me though. Maybe I don't know. Maybe they're really slim. For if it's Hillary and a uh, Michelle Obama. I mean, <laughs> I, I could get down with that. Two former first ladies in the in the uh, White House—that'd be cool. We'll see. Uh, you never know; it can happen. <laughs> yeah, that that is true. I don't know about two ladies in the White House. I mean, that could happen. I know. I know true. how
1: some people feel about women, and I love women. I'm yeah. a woman myself. You're a woman. I love all women. Yeah, look at Donald Trump. Many people didn't think he would get this far. A lot of people didn't think he'd get this far, and he did. So, hey, you never know. That could possibly happen. So all this talk about politics, people might think, okay, I've heard. I want to get out there and vote. How do I go about doing that? You can easily go to Bing, Google. You can go on any website to research. One that I did find that I thought was very easy and self-explanatory is researchtovote.org. And you can get yourself set up for that. I would recommend go ahead and go through the registration process now. You'll also find out what forms of ID that you need to vote um, when you go to the local polling station. Or if you have the option to vote from home, which um, this year I got an opportunity to do that. I chose to vote from home, and I'm going to do the same thing on this election. With the Go and Grow Show, we will never tell you who to vote for. We just want to give you the facts. We want you to grow and go on your own. We want you to do your own research. We're not paid by anyone. We're not endorsing anyone. We want to make sure you get the correct information to make the best decision. So some people have thought, okay, why should I go vote? When do we vote? Why should we vote? And as Bree and I were discussing earlier, this the voting process was, this was something that was not allowed for African Americans, for women. This was a struggle to actually go in that
0: voting poll. What are your thoughts, Bree? What do you think? Why do you think people should go vote? You definitely want your voice to be heard. Yes. Some people might feel like their vote doesn't count, but as an American citizen, it's your right. And like you said, especially as we both are African-American women, we were one of the last people in this country to get the right to vote. No one just woke up and said, hey, African-American women should be able to vote. It's something that we had to fight for. It's something that we, as now we can take something we can do. So we should definitely take advantage of that right, something that our our ancestors weren't able to do. They were seen as literally as property, property that didn't have rights for themselves. So now that here in 2016, we have these rights and to not use them, it would be rather sad of us not to take advantage of the things that we can do as citizens.
1: I agree. And to add to that, many nations, people actually die and sacrifice their life to get the opportunity to try to vote. Wars are caused by that. And here in our country, voting helps enforce what laws will be enacted. So it's so important for you to research and decide who you want to elect, because that can make a difference on um, Supreme Court justices, House of Representatives, your local laws, dog catchers in your neighborhood. I mean, it's (laughs) so important. And some people might that may be listening perhaps you've committed crimes in the past you may be a felon well now there's states that are allowing felons um who have had a record in prison to actually vote so don't think that you're excluded so do your research go and see even if you are a felon if you have the opportunity to vote because that is your voice and you want to use it don't ever think that that you're not hurt like you are so when is the uh, democratic and republican convention so for the democrats their convention's coming up in July. It's going to be July 25th through the 28th, and that will be in Philadelphia. And the Republicans, even though we know that uh, Donald Trump is the not just the front runner, but the only one running, uh, they're still going to have their convention. It's going to be July 18th through the 21st in Cleveland, Ohio. So uh, it's going to be very, very interesting to see how everything pans out and who the nominees will actually be for each party. In our country, we vote mm-hmm. November eighth.
0: And I want to say, don't wait till I don't know if you've had the primary in your state yet, but don't wait until November to to vote. Yeah. in your local elections, voting your primaries, even if you're just going to get, you can go and get a feel of where you need to go vote. Um, so by the time November comes around, you won't be looking for your 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 polling place and do your research because your local elections are really that. Those are the ones that are going to affect you, I guess, individually the most because those people. They're deciding things that happen in your in your city, in your state, and they they have a more of a direct say. I mean, the president, of course, they have a say in what goes on throughout the country, but it's going to be those state leaders, those city leaders, like implementing those policies, implementing policies for the areas that you live in. So those are just as important um, to, to consider voting in as well.
1: Absolutely. I agree, Bree. I'm so glad that you mentioned that because a lot of people... Just think about, oh, the president, the presidential election, but you brought up a great point. Your local government, I mean, get in the, go rock the vote, go vote. It's so important. Those things, we're not just looking for a presidential candidate. We're not just going to vote for the next president. We're going to vote on many levels. So please don't take that for granted. And some people at this point right now in our country, they kind of feel dismayed with the selection. And um, some people are saying, I don't want to vote. I mean, what? But what does the Word of God say about our world and our leaders? We are to pray for them. And I I saw a couple of scriptures, and I wanted just to review quickly uh, about them. First Timothy 2, 1 and 4, it says, First of all, then I urge that supplications, prayers, intercessions, and thanksgiving be made for all people, for kings, and all who are in high positions, that we may lead a peaceful and quiet life, godly and dignified in every way. This is good, and it is pleasing in the sight of God. Our Savior who desires all people to be saved and to come to the knowledge of truth. Second Chronicles chapter seven, verse fourteen, it says, If my people who are called by my name humble themselves and pray, and seek my faith, and turn from their wicked ways, then will I hear from heaven, and will forgive their sin and heal their land. And then Psalms twenty-two, chapter twenty-eight, or verse twenty-eight, I'm sorry, Psalms chapter twenty two, verse twenty-eight. For the kingship belongs to the Lord, and He rules over the nations. So basically, it doesn't matter who will be the next president, doesn't matter who will be next person in office, billionaire, senator, former first lady, a socialist perhaps. God is still the ruler, ruler of all nations. The kingship belongs to Him, and despite whoever may be in office, we are to pray for them, pray for their wisdom. Pray that God's wisdom will be over them and protection. And if they don't know the Lord, pray over them that they would get an opportunity to accept Jesus as their Lord and Savior. So do you want to get into the listener question?
0: Um, Before we get into the listener question, I just thought about it. You mentioned the scripture with 2 Chronicles, I think it was 714. Yes. And if if my people call on my name, it made me think of National Day of Prayer. Mm, Yes. Good. And point. I went to an event actually in downtown Lakeland. They had a National Day of Prayer oh, event wow. around here. That was really nice. Um, they had different um, church leaders pray on different topics like education, um, for hospitals, for law enforcement. It was a, a really nice event, and it was just great to see the city come together in prayer. I mean, we will come together for so many things um, that usually are I won't say that ungodly, but they're not very um and they're not encouraging people to grow spiritually like these, these events. So it was great to see uh the people come together and just worship together as a as a city. It was it was an awesome. i have to really? post I have I took a couple of pictures. I haven't posted them to any of our social media accounts yet, but it was it was great. Have you heard about National Day of Prayer?
1: I have heard of it. I have not attended any events. Um I do know that it's the sixty fifth year that took place this year and Dr. Tony Evans was a speaker in D.C., but I did not get a chance to attend anything. But it sounds like it was a great turnout where you went in Lakeland. And I know we've had beautiful weather, so that's awesome. Um, I do believe that I did see that they did have a different theme for this year. I want to find that. It was Wake Up America, which is so fitting (laughs) given everything that's going on right now. So I'm glad that you got an opportunity to go to the... National Day of Prayer um, there in Lakeland. That's awesome, Bree. Awesome.
0: Yeah, it was, it was a great time. I didn't want to leave. They were getting into worship and oh we're,
1: wow, we're,
0: we're them, um, singing. They were singing worship songs as I, was, as I was going back to my car. I was actually uh, doing a participating in a prayer call with Pinky Promise Tampa oh. um, later that night, so I needed to get home. But I could just hear them as I was walking to my car. I was like, uh, I kind of want to stay, but I got oh, I gotta well. go. So
1: we got a question from a listener, and I, I think that's so awesome. From at I am Anthony Brown. Was this from Twitter?
0: Yes, it was from Twitter. Anthony Brown. He he also has a podcast that oh. is similar to ours. Okay. Yeah, they definitely encourage people spiritually as well, and I would definitely encourage people to um, check out his his uh, his podcast, The Walk. You can find him on SoundCloud, www.soundcloud.com, slash, I am Anthony Brown. And we're very grateful for his questions, although they are, his, his second question is very challenging. So I'm going to see how, how it goes when we answer it. Okay. I was. It really made me think, so we'll see.
1: Thank you, I am Anthony Brown, to have us think over here. Thank you so much also, I am Anthony, at I am Anthony Brown, for sending us the questions. And the first question, um, he asks us is, besides CNN, what news outlets or websites do you go to to get a non-biased perspective on the candidates? Um, I guess he was following us, following us on Twitter and he saw that this episode, our upcoming episode will be on politics. So thank you again for sending this um, my response to that is I, as Bree knows, I love to listen to Joe Madison on Sirius <laughs> XM. He's very much in your face. He's, as he says, equal opportunity, go get you. So it doesn't matter what race, what uh, political view you has, have, he will be front and center. So he may not be for everyone that's listening. Um, but I also listen, I look at MSNBC, I look at C-SPAN, Fox News as well, because I want to get both perspectives to find out what's going on. I don't I don't believe in just listening to one group without listening to the other to make a formal um, decision on whatever it is. So what about you,
0: Bree? Do you have an answer to that or. Oh, my. Before I get to my answer, my grandfather loves Joe Madison. I do, too. His his nickname is like the War Eagle or something. The Black Eagle. The Black Eagle, (laughs) ma'am. Yeah, he he definitely will give you his opinion.
1: Oh yes, he will. I get my cup of Joe every morning as I work. I listen to uh, Mr. Madison. I had an opportunity to call him several times, but he is outstanding, and he he gives you that information. And like I said. His show is nothing like ours, so for our <laughs> listeners, if you're going to research him, you might be a little shocked at some of the language at times. It's very colorful sometimes, but um, he he means well, and he does a lot of good with what he teaches. So uh, were you going to say something, Bree?
0: Oh, I, well, I usually use Google News Google to News. look up um, things that are going on. I like how they have the trending topics. Um, you can click on they have the different sub-se- subsections like technology or politics, um, media, and you can easily see um, what are the top stories in in those uh, areas. For example, like if I selected politics, and I don't know, say I didn't. Who who? Someone you said just dropped out, like uh, uh, Governor Ted John Kasich and Ted Cruz. They both did. Mm-hmm. Say, um, like when Ted Cruz dropped out. They, you, they would have a variety of articles about him um, from different, like, even um, different, like, local news. And I like that they post, like, say, living in Central Florida, I can go and see how perhaps the Orlando Sentinel or the Tampa Tribune or Lakeland Ledger, they reported on those stories. So I get to see how the local news reacted to that and how it might have affected us uh-huh. on a local level.
1: And what was oh. this Google News?
0: Google News, yeah. Okay. So I can pull up the, all the local articles about the things that are going on nationally. So I can see how those kind of – our um, local opinion on it. So That's I like awesome. to do that.
1: I'm going to start looking into that too, Google News.
0: Yeah, I don't really – I don't watch the news too much right. on TV. Right. But it's mostly um, – and also I get on social media, I follow like the breaking news accounts and things like that. They Those also link to articles – um, that you can just click on and get more information i like I like Twitter because it 's like the real time update, so once something happens, you kind of get like the live feed of, of people 's reactions um all the different news articles it's very like you can be anywhere you know you pause your phone and you might get a breaking news alert about i don't know uh, about Hillary Clinton uh, selecting Michelle Obama as her v p Wow. <laughs> I'm just speaking it.
1: Right. (laughs) So this would be on Twitter, so you get your news from Twitter as well. Oh, right. Awesome. Awesome. And so the second question that was asked is, what if an atheist happened to be the absolute best candidate for the office and spoke to your issues? Would their lack of belief in God make you not vote for him or her? And my response is, well, first, that's a great question. I mean, you really had us think and I think that was outstanding, you sent that. My response would be I would vote for that person and keep them lifted in prayer. Um, We're instructed by the word of God to pray for our leaders in office, and I would also pray that his or her soul, that the right person would plant the right seed so that he or she would commit their life to Christ. So that's my response to
0: that. I definitely get that perspective. That was one of the, the scenarios. I went through that question like, Four or five different sometimes I was, just, I was thinking like why would I vote for that person? why wouldn't I vote for that person and that made me think like, okay, this other person who's running if they're a Christian, then why aren't they speaking to my issues? That like makes me think like even now we have the candidates I know they're i'm i I'm, I'm assuming that they're Christians, and some of the things that they are for go against what's in the Bible, so it's it's kind of hard to uh, make that decision. I mean, you want to. You're gonna end up probably voting for them, but it's hard when you know that they aren't going. They they might be going against what's in the Bible, so it's kind of a hard choice. It makes you wonder, like, if someone like this atheist who's running and they he's saying they're the best candidate for the office and they're speaking to my issues. Like I said, it makes me wonder why isn't the Christian candidate doing it? And it's more so just because someone says they. Be, it make, made me think, like, just because someone says they believe in God they're not, they might not be producing the fruit of it, you know, what their actions are, what they believe in. So even when you have candidates who are Christian, just because they're they're Christian doesn't mean that I guess they're going to be supporting, have a biblical stance on, on the issues, which is, which is rather unfortunate. It's just, would, would their lack of belief in God make you not vote for him or her? I think it probably would, I guess, personally for me, because I know, and I just think about someone who, if I'm voting for this person to be president, and they don't believe in God, and I think about how this person is going to be, like, the face of America all over the world. Like, just as now, like, our culture, some people around the world, like, all they know about America is uh, what they see on TV, our 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 culture, and usually it's not really a rep- representation of how we live our our day-to-day lives, usually some type of twisted stereotype about how we live, which usually isn't true. And for the person who's going to represent our country to not believe in God, I think that just is kind of so ironic to a country that even on our money, I think it's our money. See, I I told you I I don't remember all this stuff. Like it says in God we trust. So for it to have a president that doesn't believe in God, it kind of, I don't know, it kind of I mean, personally, I mean, it bothers me um, I don't, I, to, to vote for that person. It would be kind of challenging. I would probably try to find some type of – it might be more of a person who might not be a – say, like, these are the, the main person, like the Democrat or Republican nominee. I might look for someone who is more of, a, like, an independent – from an independent party to – and do more research on them and find someone who speaks more to my issues and, and does believe in God. Even though they might not be the most popular candidate, I don't wanna conflict my 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 values I guess voting for someone i I don't know if I would feel feel too comfortable doing that that's true that so that's sense. where I'm at I can understand now. that
1: I think one but, of the reasons he asked that question as well is because um out of the three that are running, there is one that is um, maybe agnostic and um for those that are listening, you could do your own research to find out. I'm not going to you know, go into which one, whose faith, But out of the three, there's one who um, has discussed that. And I, I found it interesting when I saw that um Anthony Brown asked that because I kind of saw where he was going with that. And I think that was a great question because that could potentially – we could possibly have someone in office who um, may be agnostic or doesn't believe in God. There's a potential for that. Um, but you brought up a good point too, Bree. Um, I also like – look into the independent route as well. And um, you made me just think now, perhaps I may look into just going, not voting for whoever's on the main ticket. I may look at who else. Maybe maybe they they may not win. They may not get the opportunity to win because they may not be that well known. But if their beliefs and their what they're running on lines up with my beliefs, then perhaps I would go with that i didn't really think about that so brie look at that you made you just made me think too just in a nanosecond
0: (laughs) oh because there's a scripture um romans 132 that says they know god's justice requires that those who do these things deserve to die yet they do them anyway worse yet they encourage others to do them too we just have to be conscious of who we're wanting for and their stance on things because it's almost like you're of approval of that person. Good point. And I don't want to put my approval on someone who doesn't believe in what I well, I wouldn't say doesn't believe in what I believe, in, but someone ideally it would be someone who fears God and someone who follows the voice of the Holy Spirit. Because This person who's atheist or agnostic, they might be smart, but the man who has, who who knows how to listen to the voice of God will always you know, at the end of the day, be smarter or be able to get the right instruction. Someone might be smart, but if, I mean, the Holy Spirit can give you wisdom that could, you know, change everything. Um, You never know. But I don't even know if there's, unfortunately, I don't even know if any of the candidates are, um, like, are following, you know, Christ in that way. But that would be ideal.
1: There are... Two that are, uh, say they say they are devout Christians, but then some of their actions and some of the things that they say is a bit divisive and I don't think it lines up with the word and with God's heart. So, I mean, this is so, there's so much to this. Someone could say, yeah, I'm a Christian, I believe in God, and not want to have a certain group come into the United States. It's, I don't believe in that, but just, be prayerful people and just follow the Holy Spirit (laughs) right and we have to
0: think about the say we do elect someone who's well atheist or agnostic I mean it really depends on the issues they speak to because say they pass some type of law about I'm just putting I know we were trying not to talk about the issues too much but like marriage equality or something they pass a law that might end up you know Christ, make it harder for Christians and we might end up, even though, I know, like the Rev- book of Revelation says uh, persecution in America is coming and this might, you know, hasten that. You, you might see more Christians being thrown in jail for just even voicing what they believe. I know even now, my pastor is talking about how um, I guess there's some things that they can't or I guess can't say in the pulpit sometimes about our beliefs. Like imagine that like uh someone who just makes more strict laws, um and just setting up the potential for Christians being kind of um just thrown in jail for, you know, saying how we feel about things or just different things that could potentially happen for for Christians.
1: I definitely hear your point. Um, my concern is if we have someone potentially that could be the president who does say that they're a Christian and has issues with someone from another nation both of my parents are immigrants but they are now you know citizens of the united states they came here legally to hear someone say that they would deny a group of people to come to our country even though they say that they're christian that bothers me just because i know both of my parents came here legally and um i i just or perhaps someone may have issues with someone's faith. um some people may not feel that Muslims should be coming to the United States and they should be banned. I I don't agree with that at all. Um, so even though the person or persons may say, I love Jesus and praise the Lord <laughs> in your yeah, faith. That's, yeah. that's what I'm
0: saying. We have to look at the, yes, the fruit of it. Cause we say we're, a lot of people, we say we're Christians, but how we act, our beliefs, our day-to-day lives, yes. I mean, that speaks louder it than sure does. what we what we do speaks louder than, yes. than what we we say what we approve of yes um so be prayerful people please oh, yeah. definitely
1: and one thing i i appreciate thank you anthony I'm anthony brown you said you really like what we're doing and what we're doing with the show keep up the great work well we appreciate you brother continue to listen in and tell your friends about the go and grow show
0: really yes great. we definitely appreciate your feedback yes. and your questions yes yes we do and if um anyone else has a question or a comment you can um, definitely email us at goinggrowshow at gmail.com or follow us um, on social media. On Twitter, we're at goinggrowshow. On Facebook, it's just facebook.com slash goinggrowshow. Instagram, you might have figured it out already, (laughs) at (laughs) goinggrowshow. Definitely check us out on social media as well. Yeah. We will post what we're talking about in the next episode. So you can, if you want to send us questions about the episode or um, a comment you might have on that, um, feel free to reach out and we'll uh, read your question just like we read Anthony's. Definitely,
1: definitely. And we also want to say we appreciate every listener, um, whether you're in this country, out of this country, wherever you are, just you taking the time to listen to our podcast. And like Bree said, you know, we appreciate your feedback. And um, we pray for each and every one of you, wherever you are, that, you know, you're safe and sound and um, you get a chance to get an opportunity to be ministered by the Holy Spirit through him using our voices and that we, we're here to represent Christ. It's not about us. It's not about who's on a ticket. It's not about polling. We just want to educate you, go and grow and ultimately go and grow in him. Jesus, Lord, our savior, our redeemer.
0: Amen. 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 So as. Most people know that music artist Prince has passed away um, within the last couple of days. I believe he was only 57. It's still a still pretty young age, and his death has really affected not just America, but I'm sure the world. I know it'll be one of those moments, I mean, for me, you'll remember where you were when you found out that person passed. I know the first person was uh, Michael Jackson for most of us. When he passed, I mean, the world literally just stopped. I remember. I remember I was on internship in in Illinois, and they there was news of of Michael or Michael Jackson passing, and with Prince, I was I was at work, and I could hear people kind of talking about it. At first, I didn't want to believe it because I the social media is always killing off people, so I was like, yeah, okay, Prince is dead. I don't I don't really believe it. Um, especially when they were saying that I think there was multiple multiple people at his home or something so you they first at first they didn't say if it was him or someone else it I wanted to, I wanted some official source to confirm right, it definitely. But yeah once they actually did confirm it it was just it was very sad I could hear people in my office just talking about it even um, singing some of his songs in the office. I think a lot of people around, I would say, like the '80s babies. I don't know if the '90s babies are too familiar with Prince um, as much as you know '80s and older are. Um, his music. Um, he's de- he was definitely very creative, very, uh, very gifted with his um, musical instruments. I know he played a lot of instruments, most notably the guitar. Everywhere you see all his videos on on. Um, on YouTube or other places he's usually playing his guitar and actually my school my the college that I went to Florida A&M he they they our band the March 100 played with him during the Super Bowl oh wow years ago and everyone was posting videos about that i had a lot of friends who were in the band who who uh would post and the, his the impact he had on music his personality it it's something that was one of a Kind. And my mother, she loved Prince. Uh, she was a, a big fan. He, he played at her her grad night in, in high school, which is um, an event. Uh, high school's, I think it's juniors or seniors? Seniors. On um, day seniors, yes. right. I, I remember Sierra played at mine. Hmm. I don't remember <laughs> oh,
1: who played at mine.
0: It's, it's where they bus uh, kids in from all over Florida to one of the theme parks. And they usually have some type of artist who who plays uh, music, and it's it's fun times. But he he played at her her grad night, and she grew up listening to him. But it just goes to show us that um, no one is no one is exempt from from death. I mean, it's going to happen to us all. And the Bible says that life is is but a vapor, mm-hmm. and that uh, we should always be intentional about choosing choosing Christ um, over the world. And Desiring God, we'll put a link to this article in our show notes. They had a, a very uh, good article that that talked about Prince and his impact on the world, And but still knowing that we, I mean, we will all pass one day and we will all stand before God and um, be accountable of the things that we did on earth, the, the words we said, the life we lived, and just to quote um, uh, some some words from the article, it says, But these heart-trending days will soon pass. Like Michael Jackson, Elvis Presley, Jimi Hendrix, Prince Rogers, Nelson, music will be long remembered. But for most of us, our lives will quickly move on. Despite the larger-than-life memorial moment and grandi- grandiose words that are now being spoken, like all men, the artist and the significance of his art, will fade with startling speed from the public consciousness as the next generations celebrate the cultural gods of the era. And so it is with us all. As the psalmist wrote, like men you shall die and fall like any prince. Prince has fallen. It is a day for mourning. It is not a day for human judgment. For there is one judge and it is appointed for men to die once. And after that comes judgment. Rather, it is a day for somber reflection. For when a prince falls we remember that so shall we. It is a day to remember that our one death is coming. And the most important question for each of us is not what will be my legacy or how much of the world will momentarily stand in grief while when I die, but am I ready for the judgment that will follow? Which is a great question. It's the greatest question we'll probably ever face mm-hmm. because it deals with the greatest problem we face, which is our sin. And there are many scriptures in the book of Romans, which is a great book to read if you're um, just getting into the Bible, that in the book of John, um, that talk about the wages of sin being death. But the gift of God is eternal life. And if you're a new Christian, you might hear a lot of people talk about death and eternal life and you might not understand what that all means and when we say death we're not just talking about a physical death but a spiritual death and and in that death we are separated from god and we go to hell eternally but thanks to jesus who brought us back into relationship with god through his death on the cross we are in right standing with god through repentance through confessing with our mouth and believing in our heart lord jesus we have access to eternal life in christ jesus and that scripture is actually Romans 10:9 and i'll repeat this is that if you confess with your mouth jesus as lord and believe in your heart that god raised him from the dead you will be saved amen and verse 10 goes on to say for with the heart a person believes Resulting in righteousness, and with the mouth he confesses, resulting in salvation. And a lot of new Christians, you you might see, and even current or older Christians, you'll see churches having altar calls and telling people to recite the the prayer of salvation. Just know that you don't have to wait to go to church to have a prayer of salvation. You can have it right in your your living room if you make a confession of faith and you confess your sins to God. You don't have to you it doesn't have to just be in the church. Whenever you can give your life over to Christ, wherever you are, even as you're listening to this podcast. The the conflict is this, that we were born into a world of sin, that we will never be perfect people. And God understands this and God knows that we fall short and that our the punishment that we deserved was death. But like I said earlier, thanks to Jesus we are we have, we have, right relationship with God, but that requires us to. It requires us to to change and to repent. Repent is a two, a true change. It means that we turn from our old ways. That we are intentional about pursuing Christ. We are intentional about uh, uh, reading our Word and spending time with with God. And you might say, how can I spend time with God? That's through reading the Word, through um, growing your faith through prayer, through through just seeking God for yourself. Going to church is great. Listening to a pastor every Sunday is great, but you need to really get in your word. You have to be convicted for your sin and turn in your life over to Christ. No, and that's not saying that you're going to be perfect, but you are you are changing. You're growing closer to Christ as Christians, we're encouraged to be set apart, to be holy. And we talked about that on our first episode about why being holy is important and how it's not just about a dress or um, that you wear or um, just certain religious um, things we do or legalism, but it's about what's in your heart. And that's what true uh, relationship with Christ will bring about, a change in your heart where you are set apart from the world, that you don't do what the world does. And we're we're called to be on, on the narrow road. And most of the world, if you just look around, is on a, wi- a very wide path. But I guess <laughs> I'm going, going a lot of places with that, and that I could keep going and going and going on, on those topics. But right. just know that salvation, deciding... To follow Jesus is the most important choice you will ever make in your life because it's going to determine where you go for eternity. You're going. To, I saw someone make a quote that you're going to be dead a lot longer than you're going to be alive.
1: And there's some places where you may not get an opportunity. You've heard of Jesus, but you're like, I'm not really sure about this thing. How does this even work? All you need to do is Bree mentioned earlier. She read out of Romans ten, eight, nine, and ten. Is repent. Lord Jesus, I'm a sinner. You know, I messed up. I'm not doing great. And I've heard about you on this show. And Father, or Jesus, I want to accept you in my heart. I heard you died on the cross for me. And I believe you rose the third day. I believe that. And I'm coming to you and I'm asking you, Lord, come into my heart. Cleanse me. Make me new. I accept you as Lord and Savior of my life. In Jesus' name, amen. And with that prayer, that's your step forward and getting clean and getting your name written in the Lamb's Book of Life. As Bree mentioned, death is a lot longer than life. So at the opportunity to accept Jesus Christ as your Savior, you're now saved. Now the steps of changing and what Bree mentioned, very important. But that will come because you accepted Him. The Holy Spirit will help you and guide you once you accept Jesus Christ into your heart on the changes, it doesn't happen overnight. We didn't get to where she is overnight. I didn't get to where I am overnight, but He is faithful. He's there with you. It just takes a willing heart to accept Him as Lord and Savior of your life. And I just wanted to share that. Right.
0: He is, God is very faithful. Yes. Um, he He starts to work in us and He um, continues in it, like you said. I didn't. I definitely didn't get to where I am overnight. It's been a long uh, journey. Um, even as someone who grew up in the church, just really learning. Um, I guess being a growing deeper in my faith is is it's, it's a challenge. Even for even even if you may not have grown up in the church, um, we we all we're all on our own paths. Um, going together in in christ it's it's definitely a journey
1: it sure is and maybe on future episodes we could definitely talk about that because there's so much christianity and our belief and our faith in christ people think oh you can't drink you can't go party you can't do that well there's so many things that we can do and being as believers that are promises in the word of god for us that i would love to in the future we'll definitely talk about because I'm living the life. I'm loving my life. I am blessed all day. Breeze blessed all day. Why? Because we know we've accepted Jesus Christ as our Lord and Savior. He is an on-time God. He's a God of promotion. He's a God of blessings. He's God of health, healing, love, restoration. doesn't all come. It's not easy. The road is not easy. It never was meant to be. And he even says that, look, he died on the cross and rose for us. That was probably not easy for our Savior to go through, but he did. But he's given us so much bountiful blessings here while we're on this earth. And there's no other way that I want to fly, but he and I, uh, that's, I get that from the DC Talk song. Um, I don't know if you've heard it. I love that song. I'm not going to try to start singing because I know we're recording. <laughs> but if it's you, if it was just you and I talking. I would definitely do that. Um, but there was a song that. Yeah, I got to sing for everybody. No, no, not no, no, no. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe on another episode. But um, we had a lot to say. <laughs> this was a really fruitful podcast we had today, Bree.
0: <laughs> yeah, we had a couple different topics. Yes. Um we were getting into uh, politics and Prince and Mother's Day, we had a lot um, to discuss. Um, I pray that people, that this will encourage people to get out and, and vote, or just first do their own research yes. about the candidates and then make an informed decision and vote. Um, definitely. And definitely do something with your mom for Mother's Day. Yes, yes. Oh, it <laughs> came
1: to me as you were talking, the D.C. Talk song that I, I used to really like and I still like, it's called You Can uh, Consume Me. I don't know if you remember that song, but there's towards the end, one of my favorite parts of the song, he says, there's no other way that I could fly. Just you and I, you and I, meaning there's no other way that I could fly. That's how I feel on this earth, except you and me, Jesus. I mean, you could give me everything else. I still wouldn't feel joy. I still wouldn't feel health, happiness, but with just having you in my life, you hear this joy, my voice, it's because of him. So I just wanted to leave that. So awesome 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 happy mother's day to the mothers out there and i hope everyone was blessed by this podcast and do your research like Bree said god bless you guys we love you thank you for listening and we will see you very very or talk to you very very soon
0: yes take care everyone take care ciao thanks for listening to the go and grow show for more shows please visit www. www goandgrowshow.com we also feature christian events in central florida and around the country until next time